This program is financially supported by the fundings from the European Commission. You are listening to the EPU Access Cast, the first official podcast from European Blind Union about assistive technology for blind and partially sighted people. Here are the hosts. Hello, hello, and welcome to the EBU Access Cast number eight. Believe it or not, we are we came to the eighth episode so far, and today is Sunday, February seventeenth, when we are recording. My name is Mario Percinic, and today with me I have many people. Yeah, Jakob from Estonia. Hello. Hello, hello, and. Uh, from uh, Belgium, we have Bart Simons. Hello. And uh, we also have uh, Tanya Cloud here from Luxembourg. Hi. How are you guys? Quite good. Feeling all accessible. <laughs> yeah, yes, very, very good. good. The weather is beautiful in Brussels for a change. So um, actually oh, yeah. over here. We, we had really also very nice weather on Friday over here and yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah indeed, like, we are not so far <laughs> from yeah. Belgium. The spring seems to finally uh, show its face. Oh, yeah. All right. Any new gadgets in the houses? No, not really. I'm kind of suffering the um, heavy December. Uh, you oh, know, you, you, have like, a, you have a post-Christmas... Uh, Financial depression, okay. <laughs> kind of, you could call it that, yeah. No, but mm. I have a new mic, if you didn't notice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I realized that last time, um, well, the quality was correct, but uh, still uh, I thought that I need something uh, better, with a better quality, so I bought a new mic, USB, Blue Snowball. Oh, okay. and uh, and I it's not expensive. I bought it uh, on Amazon, and uh, and comparing to the other headset mic, it's it's really awesome. So it's my first mic, and I'm really happy. Oh, that's really good to hear. Yeah. Oh yeah, I also have a blue mic. It's a different one. It's the mm -hmm. Yeti. It's the Yeti Professional. Oh. But uh, the blue. As a company, really makes good products. Uh, so yeah. Though I have to say, I saw this blue snowball, and it really looks funny. <laughs> it uh, it really it really looks like a <laughs> like a huge snowball. Yeah, like basic, a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, like and it's it's even bigger than a tennis ball, and yeah. it stands on a small stand, uh, which is on the table. But it's not too heavy actually, comparing oh, it to it's my like. Four hundred grams. Yeah, more or less. I mean, comparing it to mine, my, my uh, Yeti Pro, which is like kilo and a half, <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah, but yours is professional. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, the blue mics makes good stuff. So if if someone needs a good mic, yeah, go get uh, Blue Snowball. It's about fifty bucks or so. Bart, have you mm -hmm. got any new stuff? I bought um, a NAS network attached storage for backups and for uh, file sharing in the house. Um, I chose for Synology. Mm -hmm. um, and once it's 
configured, it's great, but it uses its own operating system um, to set up the shares, etc. And um, the accessibility was not really great. Um, oh. With with some sighted assistance, I could do what he told me to do, but it was not logic or all yeah keystrokes. You know, there was no menu bar, so I had to tab around a lot. And there were different pa- uh, panels where you could reach in the end, a bit like iTunes. If you yeah, if you know how to do it, it you can do it. But um, it was not so intuitive. But yeah, once it's set up. It's working really great, but uh, Synology operating system, it has a name. I've just, it's, it just uh, gave me a disk station. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've got one too running here. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, interfaces where you have to turn off the browse mode and um, on your screen reader and just tab and arrows. And it's a bit, it, it's a bit weird. It can be used because it used to be way uh, worse. Oh, okay. It used to be not, okay. not not at all accessible, so people. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It can be used, but yep. it's it's it it's not very a intuitive. lot of time. As you say, you have to turn off your 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 focus mode, or and then yeah, it's about guessing what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, I'm really happy with it, and um, it's um, streaming music to my uh, speakers now, and it it works very well. So um, I'm happy, but I had I needed some some assistance to set it up. Right. So are the hard drives, hard drives already uh, pre-built in or you put inside your hard drives? They are separate. So you buy the device without uh, disks. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to have two disks and just rate them so that one, if one of them breaks, I have a copy on, on another. On the other one, okay, yeah. But you, you buy them separately. Okay. They slide in, that's, that's quite simple they they slide in like and with just one screw you attach it so you have like a basically like a drawer with the with the yeah. stuff yeah. like that yep. okay yeah okay right good um yeah for me uh at this time uh no gadgets as well well at least no no the techie gadgets in terms of the it stuff <laughs> Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe next time we will have something. So we finally started to receive the emails with many questions from our listeners, as well as the submissions from the listeners. And so at this episode, we are bringing to you not one, not two, but three demos. Yeah. And, uh, first, uh, two demos are coming from Spain from Mr. Daniel Montalvo. I hope I spelled his name uh, right. Uh, who is going to give us small demonstrations about Amazon Echo. And uh, the last demo will be about new function called Google Interpreter. So Tanya and I, we made a short demo about how to use it. Uh, really interesting function if you need it it uh, just came recently this is the um, transcription service right where it talks um Tra- it's a translation and, yeah yeah yes tra- interpretation uh so what we what we presented last time 
because uh, it's uh, so you tell a phrase and then it translates in a language that you selected, but. Uh, But it translates in audio or in written content? No, no, in audio. Uh, So in audio, if you use a speaker, Google Home speaker, but if you use um, smart display, 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 it is written and it is good, you know, in noisy environments, but also if you have problems in hearing. Oh yeah, so it's not meant as a real-time translator when you are talking to a foreigner. It's more for study reasons or something. Uh, well, basically, well, it, it can be used. Well, it can be used for a real-time translation. Uh, it can, yeah. Of course, you know, as it uses Google Translate, you need to be aware that uh, sometimes it is not correct. But it is the same translation as you would get on the website or in the application. But the the Google Translate application had something similar and has still. Um, a similar uh, function because you can say instead of typing uh, the the sentence or a word that you want to translate and then you can make it speak the translation so you have to press the button but it is similar here it is automatic mm. okay yeah. look forward to it all right okay so uh, let's jump into our news section because we have to cover lots of things this time. And now, and now, accessibility in the news. So the first thing from the news is coming from the screen reader manufacturers, uh, Vispero Group, as is it called now, uh, X Freedom Scientific, is uh, doing maintenance on their products and eventually. The new update for JAWS for 2019 came out. It's a January update. Uh, So if you don't have it, and if you have a valid license, go and grab one. Uh, There are plenty of new improvements. Uh, Most of them are, are related to the Microsoft Office and all the sub office applications such as Outlook, uh, Word, etc. Uh, however, there is one really nice feature which they added into uh, JAWS and Fusion products right now, and that's the possibility of adding and removing the vocalizer voices from JAWS itself. So uh, basically what you do right now is uh, you can, in a few clicks, install First, you can choose the voice which you want. You can even hear the sample of the voice if you like it before you install it. And then you can install it and basically use it later. And later, if you don't like it, you can also uh, remove it. It's a really simple procedure and it works really well. Before that, you had to go online on their website, download each package for the voices. And yeah, it was a kind of little bit slower project to do and accomplished, but uh, they simplified the process, so it's really, it's really nice. What I noticed is that they uh, speak now a lot more um, characters like emojis and other Unicode characters um, than before the update, uh, which is nice, but at least for uh, the Dutch language, there is still a lot of translation work. So um, I hear now that there are funny brackets on websites 
uh, and I hear that announced in English through my Dutch text or with my Dutch voice. So that's a little bit, um, on the one hand, I never noticed that there were so many little characters everywhere and in emails and, and, and pictures everywhere. Um, but I hope they will um, um, work on, on the translations as well of these mm. characters. Okay, mm. that's nice. Nice to hear because right right here I'm using only English versions. So yeah, uh, if there are translation issues, uh, yeah, guys, please can you fix it for the next version? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, what is what is also nice that uh, uh, the auto detection language works now uh, in PDF files, which was not working before. This is very nice because. Um, I'm reading uh, very often documents in more than one language, and this feature is really handy. It has worked versions some versions ago, and then somehow it was broken. And indeed, mm. I can I'm happy that it's back. So now it now it's fixed. That's good. If I can just add a, a, a general remark, well, well, what I noticed with the version 2019, so not with the last uh, update. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is much more better for closed environments. Uh, so if you're using JAWS uh, at work and uh, because of uh, firewall, you cannot access um, internet. Um, now the installation goes really as it should go. Before we had so often problems with installation of JAWS, but now with 2019, it's really working as it should work. So it's... Um, uh, 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 much. Uh, it is a good improvement in this sense. Yeah, I noticed also that uh, it's possible now to get like a complete package uh, of 2019, uh, and it's it's strictly a package for corporations. Uh, and uh, basically, yeah, that package is kind of huge. It's about like 600 megs, but. When you download that, then you are absolutely sure that when you're doing the installation, uh, that everything uh, goes as it should without going online and passing passing yes. firewalls and stuff like that. So yeah, yes, that's, before that, that's before good. even you had the possibility to download some files, but mm -hmm. even with that, we had problems yeah, uh, yeah. during the installation before. But now it's not anymore the case. That's good. That's that's nice. Because, yeah, some of us are working uh, in the corporate environment where we have lots of quirks to bypass that. Basically, yeah, we can do also one, sh one, one show about it to, to say, like, what yeah. kind of experiences do you have <laughs> when you're working in, in the corporation? But, yeah. Um, okay, so this, this is cool for JAWS. Uh, regarding the NVDA, the... NVDA team is preparing for the 2019.1 release. And uh, people who are using the NVDA releases can choose basically if they want a stable release, if they want a beta release or alpha releases. And basically if you're... If Which you're are like using, every day or something. Yeah. Uh, the alpha releases are the ones that are being updated the most frequently, but in the same time you have to pay attention because they can become unstable. So uh, it really depends uh, for what kind of purposes do you need. Um, and the alpha releases are having really, really nice improvements. 
which are coming in the 2019. Uh, let me say just a few which just come to my mind for the moment. Uh, these are... This is much better support for the res re responsiveness in these uh, Microsoft TTS voices. Mm -hmm. So it works faster than before, which is great. Uh, I would say that right now when you tweak it up, it's almost as uh, responsive as it was uh, when, when when we use JAWS with the eloquence, let's say like that. Um, and um, one thing that it's Finally coming is the integration of the UI support for the Microsoft uh, Office oh. uh, Concrete Microsoft Word. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I will just say that it's, uh, yeah, there, there, there are still some things to be tweaked out, but so far how it works, yeah, that's, this is what we, this is what we wanted. And, uh, I'm glad that the guys from the NV Access community are listening what we have to say. Um, and yeah, the, the, I have to say that the, now, now writing and browsing through documents in Word, man, it's, it's a total different story now. So uh, that's good. And I think that in 2019.1, they will uh, leave this option uh like the, this possibility optional. So you will like have a checkbox uh, where you will be able to turn on or turn off the uh, the, the UI support. Uh, and basically I can understand why is that because they are saying that this UI support is now available only for the uh, Office 2016 mm -hmm. and Office 365. So if you're <laughs> running any prior versions to that, such as, Office 2013 or 2010, then you would not have such luck with those products and probably you would want to have this feature off. So that's that's why. But uh, yeah, so far so good. So uh, looking forward to 2019.1 yeah, when, it, when it goes out in, in, in about a month, I guess, or so. Um, <clears throat> okay. This, this was... Um, kind of short uh, short announcements from the screen, screen reader readers. World. Yeah. Um, we briefly discussed the Google interpreter, but we can say just once again that in the last podcast we announced it and we said that we didn't know when is it coming to Europe. However, Google was fast and uh, well, let's say that now, even for people in Europe, it's available for mm -hmm. about a week. And uh, we will have it. We will have the demonstrations in how to how it works in this podcast. So take a listen. Um, yeah, Jakob, yeah, you I have do. a Google Home, so you can try it. So you can you can try it later. Tell us how it works with this. It doesn't Estonian. work uh, with Estonian. I think it's, no, I Yes, indeed. I yeah, think Estonian it, is not listed. Still, no. Um, if I ask it to translate something to Estonian, no. it's, uh, it's not supported. Although Google does have Estonian TTS, oh. so I don't know why. Okay. Uh, well. Eh, well. Then we found the glitch yeah. to fix again. It's the bug Guys, podcast today. Come on. <laughs> bug podcast. Buggy episode. So the next thing we would like to discuss 
is the extension for Chrome, uh, which is helping us to recognize the images or let's say to read the alt text from the images in case there are some um some of you have tested it out well, it, well, I, it, I still does, it doesn't read alt text actually it does uh send the image to an uh, automated uh, image recognition service and it uh, gives you it generates an alt text and uh, I have a kind of a feeling uh -huh. that I have to uh, okay. switch my default browser uh, because of that, because I've been using Safari, but Safari doesn't have so many extensions. Um, well, it does, but not that. So um, I just uh, installed it on my Chrome, on my Mac, and uh, it works very nicely. It even does uh, automatically speak um, the caption. So what you do is you find a picture on a web, and then you press your applications or, or right-click key, um, and um, mm -hmm. well, on the Mac you, sh uh, you just do VO Shift M, and then there is a button um, in the menu which says uh, Get Image Info, and then it just waits for like five seconds, uh, analyzing it, and then uh, it will tell you what this picture is. And they're quite good. I I, I uh, was reading a gaming article, and then I took um, the image recognition, and it told me that the Nintendo Wii console is sitting on a desk. Which is kind of cool because it told me which console it is, not just a gaming console. Uh, so it's 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 quite nice. I really like it. So I'm I have to now uh, probably start using Chrome as my default browser again on the Mac. Is Yay. that is that description coming in English only or? It seems to be English only, yeah, because this was an Estonian article, but <laughs> it was the description is in English, I think. Yes, it is, I, it is in English. Uh, I guess it's 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 not too hard to like input a translation service in the middle of there, so it would just uh, throw the description into a translator and then uh, come out in whatever language you want. But they are messy sometimes. Uh, you say it's spoken by the screen reader, but with your default voice or with your Estonian voice, for, you would hear. That. For me, for me, it got uh, spoken with uh, the computer's default voice, but it pops up like an overlay where you can read it with your screen reader as well. Nice. Yes, indeed. Uh, the the only thing is that uh, I, I'm wondering how it work, uh, how it would uh, work on logotypes, because you know there, um, indeed, uh, you uh, don't analyze what the image really contains, but uh, it should tell you the logotype. But then there probably um, um, it's not so precise. But did uh, you try to to recognize an image containing text? Uh, does it uh, do optical do character text. recognition, or does it just report Good like point. I think in in Facebook it says may contain text? Yeah, but it just yeah, it like it's it's annoys me. It knows there's text, but it just doesn't do the basic OCR. Yes. I'm very annoyed at that. Yeah, indeed, indeed, it tells text. Oh, it does, and it doesn't read the text. Okay, that should be possible because I'm um, in in Chicken Nugget. The Twitter client is also built in an image recogni recognizer, and it uh, it does uh, automatic OCR. It's also a free, mm. free service, I guess. So it's a pity that it's not integrated then. Well, I think as far as I understand, it's quite a new version. Yeah. So is. maybe there will be an update to this, and uh, it would work. Thank you, AI. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
<clears throat> but you know to pause on that for a minute like we ha- didn't have this technology four years ago no four years ago i remember seeing a video demonstrating the microsoft seeing ai app which wasn't an app at that time it was just technology and i was like how the hell does it work it's so amazing and now we just do it have everywhere we have multiple apps on this we have a extension i think it's incredible and i wonder what's going to happen in five years do we get like live video descriptions by ai would be great mm-hmm. Why not? And also, you could we could get the the audio descriptions as well. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yes, but but you know, it's also important that uh, people who who are uh, creating uh, content that they still add alternative text because sometimes when on presentations i say that uh, there is this option and uh so they usually think okay then uh we don't have to <laughs> add alternative text which is not true so oh, yeah, it absolutely. is still important to add alternative text um because uh it is precise but uh well it's good to have this technology um when there is no alternative text so for the next one we will move from the AI to a little bit different subject, but not so much different, and it's it's the electric vehicles. Uh, well, basically, why electric vehicles? Because the EBU published the campaign about uh, electric cars, basically not not all, not not all about the electric cars itself, but. The campaign speaks about the Avas, and the Avas is the acoustic vehicle automatic system, which is able to give you the, the noise alerts so that the people who have vision impairment and who are blind can hear the car approaching. Um, and basically, this campaign is based on the lots of talk between the European Union and uh, all the people who are working on the on the laws uh, here for the EU. So, in order to summarize um, this, because there is there are lots of information there to, le- to read, but in short, uh, the thing is that actually um, from this year, uh, it's July of twenty nineteen. All the new, pro- newly produced electric vehicles will have to have AWAS integrated in, uh, which means that uh, if somebody buys electric vehicle uh, from July onwards, it will have to have uh, this kind of module or let's say a small speaker, which is uh, generating some kind of noise. And that, that kind of noise uh, should sound like similar to the, car noise let's say like that so that you're able to recognize that this is really a vehicle coming that it's not a spaceship <laughs> i really wish you could uh, select different noises i mean i would add a horse noise for example like the faster you go the faster the horse is galloping <laughs> yes, but yeah. it's a good remark because i i uh, found a, um, a video on ted talk uh, where an acoustic engineer renzo vitale speaks about uh, uh, new sounds to add on electric vehicles Mm -hmm. because indeed he says that why we should rely on sounds that we had until now we should invent new sounds 
So indeed, mm-hmm. his proposal is to invent new sounds, and uh, the, so uh, his proposal is um, um, based on um, um, sound from uh, Philharmonic Orchestra from Bavaria. So it's uh, we will add this to the show notes. It's uh, it sounds very interesting. Um, yeah, we will have the link about that yeah, in the yeah. in the show notes. Basically, but I'm yeah, wondering, it's... I'm wondering, you know, in the moment if this will be implemented in the vehicles. So as uh, as um, uh, you you should be aware because you don't expect uh, uh, such a sound on a street. Mm-hmm. You should be aware, um, but we have to see. If... Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I found also a link. Uh, which we will cl- include as well to this topic in the show notes that basically uh, Tesla is already preparing for that because uh, in the States, similar regulation is coming uh, from this September of 2019. Uh, and eventually the Tesla number th- uh, model three is coming with the, well, they say pedestrian noise, maker whatever um we don't know how it sounds like because what i found was an article and there is a youtube video with a guy who is working for tesla and who he has his own car uh showing that the this thing is built there and it will probably uh become uh, workable with some software update or something like that i suppose uh so yeah um i i i mean considering the fact that there are really uh many electric vehicles uh more and more on the streets and uh, apparently in the next uh five to six years there will be huge increase in that uh yeah this is very very important for us um I don't know, guys. What's 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 your opinion about it? But uh, yeah, I mean, the the thing that if you're not able to hear the vehicle approaching, if it's moving very very slowly up until like thirty kilometers per hour, you mm-hmm. you basically are really not able to to hear it until I it's agree. too late. I um, And not only when it's moving, because also a stationary car, you cannot detect it. Um, no, if there no, is, that's if true. It's, in front of you, you simply bump into it. Yeah. Um, I just... uh, okay, it's true that uh, other yeah parked cars, but they stand on different places than these electric cars. They can be on a crossroad or or, or in front of a traffic light or anywhere. Uh, um, so stationary is also an important thing um, with regard to what sound it should make. Um, from the from the choice of words noise maker you feel that they don't like it no one apart about apart from us really likes it that they have to add some sound um so you see the, if this engineer calls it as a noise maker <laughs> that's not a that's a bit of a negative word and also the drivers probably um, so on the one hand, it might be a good idea to let them choose their their ringtone, let's say, like they do on the mobile. But on the other hand, yeah, we still need to know whether a car is coming or or, or um, um, a fairground attraction. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and 
I think at a certain point people will go back to the monotone sounds because they hear it all the time and if yeah it can be funny for five minutes to have a nice ringtone but if you're hearing it all all, all day day, (laughs) i think you will go quickly back to your monotone uh, sound Mm-hmm. I do agree, and uh, actually, uh, there's a good point in like w- with waiting the car because when I I'm using Uber a lot, and when I find uh, or see on the app that there is a electric an electric car coming up, I always go there early uh, out there because then I can hear it arriving. Because when I go outside and the car has already arrived, it's very hard to locate it because it's oh, very sure. quiet. Yeah, yeah. So that's also a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely. Good point. Uh, I mean, speaking of those, uh, when I was reading the documentation about these others, uh, there used to be one nonsense, and fortunately enough, the people from the EBU reacted to that uh, because when they started on implementation of uh, the prototypes and stuff and, and stuff for these uh, noise alerting systems. They started to build in the magical pause button. So basically, what would happen is you would start the car, and then the car would start making noises. But you would say, "Ah, shut up! I don't want to listen to you." And then you would mm-hmm. press the button, and it would be quiet until you restarted the engine. Uh, well, fortunately enough for us, uh, right now, this kind of thing is will have to go away and uh, new new manufacturers will have to build in the cars with the built-in uh, Avas systems, but which are not uh, possible to turn off unless uh, some manufacturer manufacturer really builds this in and on their, let's say, on their uh, features list. Uh, so they... They left it like kind of, yeah, if some manufacturer wants to do that, okay, you are able to do that, but you shouldn't. So we will see how it will go in uh, in practice. But uh, yeah, so um, eventually uh, the new Avas systems will become available in the electric vehicles from July 2019. And Actually, yeah. that's quite fast. Uh, it's in a it few is. months. It's in a few months. And... Since 2021, uh, all the cars which are already in on the roads, but they're not so new, would have to have these features implemented as well. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe one last remark: it is for vehicles with at least four wheels. Mm-hmm. So that means also buses and trucks and and and, and everything else, but no bikes or um, or electric bikes or whatever. Well, already we don't hear bikes, but there yeah. they can also be smaller, sure, um, like little vehicles in 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 cities to to do some goods transport. Uh, they might have three wheels, so they they are not obliged to have to have the mm-hmm. sound. Yeah, it's four wheels at, or more. Okay. So that's good to know. So this smaller, we have to still take care about this uh, two-wheel vehicles. uh, Because, yeah, eventually electric bike can go much faster than the normal bike. And wow, this can can be interesting. Okay. Yeah, but let's let's wait and see. I hope uh, that, that here 
in the surrounded countries we don't get a situation as what people have now in the UK with this uh, thing called called a shared space mm -hmm. uh, where where on the same pavement you have like pedestrians and and people with the bikes so yeah you don't want that really that's dangerous yeah that's that sounds dangerous that's what they try to do here as well a lot oh wow and um, it's not very don't feel very secure there you know because you can just I mean, uh, I the, even the bike driver can be uh, careful, but uh, maybe I'm walking so that it's very hard to pass me, and you know, accidents may happen. So you know, it's always easier to make like separate uh, ways for uh, you know bike riders and uh, pedestrians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one comes for the gossip lovers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's. The fact that, uh, which is quite known in the States, uh, we in Europe are not used to that yet. Still. Still, yeah. Uh, however, what happened? What happened? Uh, well, actually, one guy who likes Beyonce <laughs> wanted to, well, you know, wanted to see her website, but eventually he found that the website is not uh, accessible. She. Oh, it's a she. She. Yeah, okay, it's a she. Then she then she found that it's not uh that the website is not accessible. Basically it it lacked many image descriptions and some of the menus were not working as well. So there was apparently lawsuit. Uh the lawsuit came up against Beyonce and her website to make it accessible for uh people with visual impairment. Um and that's so far the only thing we know. Uh, uh, we don't know how is it going because so far in the article, which we will put in the show notes, um, there is no um, explanation reaction. from the other side. Uh, yeah, there is no reaction from the other side. But yeah, it's... Uh, as far as I understand, according to law, they have to fix it, actually. They should, yes, yes, they should. They, they're supposed to fix it. So... We will see how it goes. Yeah. Yes, because it fails the American with Disabilities Act. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as you say, it's not uh, accessible to visually impaired users. Uh, but um, there is no reaction in the article. So um, I'm really wondering if they will... Um, um, Respond at all? Uh, yeah. Yes, or change it or maybe they so already fix it, it. If, if there are some beyonce lovers <laughs> uh, in our listening community yeah guys go and check it out go <laughs> yeah. go and check it out and write a complaint letter to them you can sue them probably in eu but you can complain yeah so uh tell us does the site now works or or not uh yeah it's not heavy. Should, uh, it's not a heavy should, metal. Um, so I'm not make a blind Beyonce Lovers Association or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, and it will be yeah. It should be called BBL. Yeah, blind Beyonce Lovers. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean these kind of things are as I said. You know, this is something we do not use, and maybe yep. we should we should do it more often here in Europe. But, uh, you know, uh, 
there was there there were no regulations here uh, yeah, in some uh, in some countries and um now with uh, the directive uh it will change uh, surely uh, but yes. uh, on a general level there was there was nothing uh, related to uh, web accessibility okay maybe in some countries like uk and france uh, they had uh, some regulations but uh, uh, for Croatia, where I come from, there was nothing. So mm. uh, even if I uh, complained, uh, um, I cannot uh, rely on any regulation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You just have to um, politely explain them that you want to use it, but you cannot like back yourself up with any. Yes. Uh, you know. Yes. So I hope that the situation will be improved with the directive, but um, it applies only to public sector. So for mm -hmm. the private sector, we will still need to wait, unfortunately. And unfortunately, Beyonce isn't public sector. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the last topic before we say goodbye and go for the demos is really something interesting if you like to play around and it's the project uh which was initiated from microsoft uh called code jumper uh anyone heard about it guys i read actually no no okay yes, well um about yeah it. it's uh from what i understand they wanted to make um, the coding experience uh, familiar to the kids who have uh, visual impairments and they wanted to create, as they say, physical programming language. So what, they, what they've done is they've done um, kind of shape, different shapes, uh, figures, mm -hmm. which uh, when you put them together in uh, some kind of a piece puzzle or whatever it is uh, then you are able to uh, make the certain program because each of the figure such as I don't know the shape of the boat or, or some kind of button or something uh, has certain function mm -hmm. so uh, basically uh, the kids are playing around with it and uh, they are making the, the the programming in the background because uh, the, the structure that they construct that they construct at the end is basically a program code which does uh, something what they want. And okay. uh, apparently, the good thing about it is that um, the the other companies such as the APH and also the RNIB jumped on board uh, with that. So apparently, there were uh, there are workshops going on in the UK currently about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that it's really cool for, for kids to start learning coding. And after that, if they like it, then they can uh, switch easily uh, to some uh, programming languages. Yes, and indeed, uh, um, in there is a video also um, about this project uh, where the person who started uh, who initiated this project she says that indeed uh, other sighted kids had um, uh, this program um, with uh, 
done in that way that the animation uh, was giving the feedback, whereas uh, visually impaired kids didn't have any option. So this was like um, an, an alternative to provide to kids who are visually impaired to learn coding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's nice, Bart. What do you What do you say about it? Well, um, I'm very happy that that this also became accessible because there's a lot to do about uh, teaching children um, programming early on or playing with with uh, programming, um, and that's another part of life that that became accessible with this project. And what I also liked is that they went back with this uh, what they dis- what they developed for um, blind and partially sighted children they went back to sighted children and they liked it as well so it's also an in- uh, an integrate so you can play um, together with sighted children they also oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Okay. they also liked it so that that's again um, an inclusion uh, thing so yeah. Yeah, that's what I think is like quite often those uh, uh, coding uh, little lessons for kids are very visual based or very like uh, they're not accessible because it's like uh, it starts out with like let's draw something cooler or whatever and uh, if somebody is blind or, or disabled it's hard to use it but now you know as Bart said it's inclusive so everybody can do that yeah that's that's cool that's cool we are we are making progress and yes. that's that's uh really nice to hear but actually i'd like to get my hands on and uh, maybe the organi- maybe the organization that i'm working for uh will get included in the future about it because they, they they are all the time testing new gear so uh, and we and we also have some uh, programming cr- programming courses for the kids over here for kids in Luxembourg who are mm-hmm. blind and visually impaired. So um, eventually, if this uh, shows up as successful, yeah, who knows? Maybe it will come soon <laughs> over here as well. So I will see the boat with the the endless loop or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Um, that's about it for the mm, topics which we have for From today. Us. Yeah, uh, we co- we we co- covered quite a lot, and but we are not finished. Uh, we have no. about fifteen minutes left for our three demos, uh, and those demos are going to be about Amazon Echo and Google Interpreter. So don't turn Keep off your ears open. Yeah, don't turn off the your your podcasting player. Still, still no. stay until the end. However, we will have to say goodbye for this time. And yeah, please don't forget to give us all the time the imp- opinions about the episode which we just recorded. Or if you are not uh, on time, you can go on our website or subscribe to our uh, podcast through different services such yeah, as... Yeah, we're now on Spotify and TuneIn as well. Yeah! So That's we, nice. <laughs> yeah. So we have uh, iTunes, um, Spotify. We are also on Libsyn. You can uh, subscribe to us in the iPhone podcasting app if you're using iPhone or if you're using Android phones. You have multiple 
podcasting clients for that. So many different choices to do. Yes. And also if you're using a Windows machine, you can you can do that as well through the podcasting player. And, uh, and also on the website. Also on the website, yeah, if you like that. So there are many ways you can listen to us. Send us an email, send us a tweet. Uh, we are listening to you and we will answer as fast as we can. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, stay well and bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Demo time. Demo time. Demo time. Time for a demonstration. Hey guys, at the ABU Access Cast, this is Danny Montavo from Spain. I'm just going to record a little demonstration on how to configure the Amazon Echo device. I've got three of them here at home. I'd like to teach you at this point how to actually configure the uh, device because this is something that might pose some difficulties for the average user. Let's go to the application uh, called Amazon Alexa. App switcher. Voice Amazon Alexa. Act. Let's locate the menu here. Double tap. Add device. And I'm doing uh, this with the iPhone. Uh, it's iOS 12. In an iPhone 6S. I'll just look for something saying. Add device. Add Button. device. And I'll double tap it. Set. Menu. Button. Help. But set up. Heading. What type of device are you setting up? Popular brands. Just flicking. Amazon Echo. Button. That's the one. Since it's an Echo second generation. Choose a device to set up. By proceeding, you agree to Amazon's conditions of yes, Echo. I, do. I don't know what Echo these conditions are. Because <laughs> I haven't read it. But, um, Echo Plus. Echo Sub. Echo Amazon. So Echo Plus. Echo Dot. Once again. Echo. Flicking and double tapping in Echo. Record, recording. Begin. Be, continue. Cancel. Let's get your Echo connected to Wi-Fi so you can start using it. So... We're going to connect the Echo to my Wi-Fi here at home and uh, press continue, continue here. Wait, wait for the orange light. Okay. This is not very useful for us. Uh, so the orange light, you know, you have to wait for several seconds. I would say 10 to 15 seconds to be sure that the orange light is there. Cancel, continue. continue. Button. And if everything's okay, then you can assume that the green, sorry, the orange light was there. Otherwise, you know, you can assume it was not. So I'll just press continue. Connect your iPhone to your Echo. Let's read the instructions here. Go to your Wi-Fi settings on this iPhone and select the network of the format Amazon XXX. It may take up to a minute to display. After connecting your iPhone to Amazon XXX Wi-Fi, return to the Amazon Alexa app to continue setup. Okay, thank you very much. So I'll just get to my settings Message here. Dot. Settings. Settings. One new item. Wi-Fi. Airplane mode. Off. Define adjust. Delight. Uh, Wi-Fi. Carrier. Select. Settings. Back button. And I'll just look for something similar to Amazon XXX. So I've got several info. Choose an Amazon AJM. On secure network. Okay. Signal strength three of three bars. Yeah, it seems to be. So I'll just double tap to connect to this Wi-Fi that uh, the Amazon has generated for us. And this is um, for the device to be able to actually connect to the iPhone. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible to establish the connection between the device and the iPhone. So once the connection has been established, we're going to be able to connect the device to the real Wi-Fi here at home. Amazon AJM on Carrier 5G. Secure net. Sorry about that. This message doesn't say 
very much to you, but it's actually saying that uh, the connection has been established, as I was saying to you before. So we can now come back to the Amazon Alexa application. App switch, Amazon settings, Amazon Alexa. Do that. Continue echo setup. Great. Continue echo setup. Heading level three. Continue button. Okay. Echo setup. Continue. Select. Echo setup. Select your Wi-Fi network. Heading level three. Your Echo's MAC address is C four nine five zero zero nine B four eight D eight. So this is something very useful. We can actually go to our router settings and see all the Amazon Echo devices and all the smart devices that have been connected to the Wi-Fi. This is useful information, uh, which is kind of curiosity. So rescan button. Rescan. Cancel setup. But cancel set. Rescan your Echoes. Select your Wi-Fi network. Heading level three. Okay. E- echo setup. Heading. Echo setup. Cancel setup. Your echo. Rescan. Please, please wait. So rescan here because it doesn't find my Wi-Fi. Now it's uh, actually performing as it is expected. So I'll just get the Wi-Fi. Cancel setup. Of course, I'm I'm gonna pause this because you know this is kind of private information. Preparing your echo. Heading level three. Echo setup. Main landmark. It's a little bit difficult, you know, to activate the Wi-Fi that you want to activate. The Amazon Alexa app has serious accessibility issues. It's uh, absolutely, you know, uh, (laughs) difficult for the average user to get used to that. Um, I've actually complained on Twitter several times on on this topic, but, you know, Amazon doesn't uh, seem to care very much about this stuff at this point. I hope they can fix this uh, sooner or later, uh, you know. So... And that's all. It's said to me that I can now start using the device and the application on its side has also warned me that the Echo is online. So this is uh, how easy it is to configure the um, Amazon Echo. Uh, there are, as I said, accessibility issues, uh, you know, when trying to select the Wi-Fi. I've had to double tap several times on the Wi-Fi name and it didn't seem to care about my desire. So uh, kind of, you know, you have to make your way on this stuff. But um, that's how it goes. Hope it's been interesting for you. There are also several other features, advanced features such as grouping. You can actually group two of the uh, Amazon Echoes that you have for stereo purposes. You have to be warned though that uh, this grouping will also work in music service. That is to say, it also works with uh, Amazon Music, with Spotify. I don't know if it works with TuneIn, but uh, what I do know is it doesn't work, you know, if you want to connect your iPhone, let's say, or your computer via Bluetooth to the group of the Amazon devices. The output, it's not going to be stereo, it's going to be mono. Uh, Amazon has not implemented this feature yet. I hope they do. They implement the complete stereo experience uh, because otherwise, you know, it's kind of uh, under the average. Uh, But just for you to know, I hope you found this interesting and Talk to you very soon. Demo time. Demo time for a demonstration. Hey folks, this is Daniel Montavo once again with the Alexa tips and tricks. Now we're going to be going through how to setting the echo language. I've got mine configured to Spanish. 
but you know, in a kind of in a bilingual environment in which we are here in Europe, where not everybody speaks English as their primary language. In fact, you know, the majority of us don't, but we do have to use English, and we know English. It's kind of convenient to be able to change the language of the Alexa ecosystem so that in certain circumstances we can actually use English as our primary communication method with uh, with Alexa. You're going to have the experience that English uh, works much better with Alexa. In fact, you know, it's kind of tough times for us who do not speak English because the uh, language uh, and the voice recognition systems are not as good as they are in English. But still, we have the opportunity to use English and uh, this is why I'm going to show you how to do it. Now, if I talk to Amazon Alexa here and I say, Alexa, are you there? Puedo intentar resolver tu problema si me preguntas o dices algo más específico. Si tienes una emergencia, llama con tu teléfono al 112. You know, it's it's just nonsense what's what's saying because it's saying that if if I've got any problem, she can you know somehow solve it. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, I need to call the emergency service in one one two, which which is the emergency service number here in Spain. So absolutely nothing to do with what I was asking Alexa to do. So this is why, as I said, it's not understanding my language. I need to change settings. The language. So I'm going to the Amazon Alexa. Amazon Alexa. That's active. Amazon. Amazon Alexa. Settings. Active. Your music streaming services link your account to your favorite oh, streaming service. Get out of here, because it's not what we want. And uh, menu button. Okay, let's go to the menu. Add device button. Now to settings. settings. Set menu button. Button of the screen. And uh, we're going to search here. Notification. Device settings. For device settings, which is the option we want to select. All devices. All devices. Cosina, all devices. Heading. Cosina online. And this is a setting. The language setting is a one that goes per device. You can't change the language of all the devices at home. So we need to get all to Cosina the... online. Cocina, which stands for kitchen in Spanish. And, uh, Device settings. It says it's online, which is a good thing. Carrial 5, connected, stereo, general, sounds, audio, do not just off. Just flicking. Language. And now we are in the language setting. Language. Top here. As you can hear, there's no feedback in the Amazon application that uh, a new content has appeared. It's, uh, once again, as I said the other day, a serious accessibility issue, what they, they what they have here, uh, hoping, you know, we can make some pressure on them so that they can fix it, because otherwise it's going to pose some serious difficulties for the average user I'm just uh, moving uh, by flicking through the list of languages. English, Australia so, slash New Zealand. Uh, English, Australia slash New Zealand. Deselected. I don't want that. Italian, France, Espan, Espanol, English, India. Deselected. Uh, English, Canada. Deselected. English, United States. Deutsch deselected. Deutsch deselected. English. English, United States. That's okay. I think it's going to work. Change Alex's language. Yes. The selected language does not match your Amazon account and is not fully supported in your country. If you make this change, I know. cancel. Okay. Okay. No problem. Button. So I'll English just uh, button. Yeah. Change that. And if we wait for some seconds, I hope she should have finished. And now I will try 
to say in English something like, Alexa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I listen once I hear the wake word. Alexa, play the Radio Lab podcast. Getting the latest episode of Radio Lab. Here it is from TuneIn. Okay. It is apologetical. Hey, Jeff, before we start, uh, let me, Alexa, let me type. stop. Alexa, what's the weather like? Right now in Madrid, it's six degrees Celsius with fog. Today's forecast has partly sunny weather with a high of 11 degrees and a low of one degree. Okay, and as you can see, if you want to request some English related things, you're going to need to change the language of the Amazon Alexa so that it understands English because otherwise you can't use you know English and Spanish or English and French or English and German at the same time it's not going to work uh, but you know this is a little chip on how to change the Amazon Alexa language on a particular device hope it helps see you soon demo time demonstration for Google interpreter function, which was just recently added to the Google Assistant products such as Google Home speakers and Google displays. So what are we going to do today is have a small demonstration between Tanya and me. We are going to make a small talk between one person who speaks English and the other who speaks French. And you can activate it by saying, be my interpreter. So we will now say, okay, Google, be my interpreter. What language should I translate to? French. Okay, go ahead. Salut Mario, comment ça va? Hi Mario, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. What about you? Hey, je vais bien. Et vous? Ça va très bien, merci. Qu'est-ce que tu as fait hier? That's fine, thank you. What did you do yesterday? Oh, yesterday I played very nice rock concert. There were about 50 people there. Hier, j'ai joué de très bons concerts de rock et il y avait une cinquantaine de personnes là-bas. Très cool. Very cool. What did you do yesterday? Qu'est-ce que vous avez fait hier? J'ai fait un gâteau au chocolat, des brownies brownie à l'avocat. Brownie with avocado. Wow, sounds very good. Oh, ça sonne très bien. Oui, en effet, c'est très bon. Yes, indeed, it is very good. Goodbye. Okay, I'll stop translating. Thank you for listening. This has been EBU Access Cast. Access Cast.